Blog Talk Radio. Latin rock from East L.A. and country rock from East Detroit. It's Music Friday Live. Stay with us. You're going to love this. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm coming to you from East Los Angeles. Well, actually, I'm coming to you from West Los Angeles, but today, coming to you from East Los Angeles for a return visit to talk about their new songs and their upcoming show is Las Cafeteras. And from Motor City. Jill Jack returns to the West Coast and to Music Friday Lives. So I'm going to give you just a little sample of what we have in store for you. This is from Las Cafeteras. Today. Hi, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here on Music Friday Live. And I want to remind everybody this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, and you can call in. You can call them at 347 215 7511, or you can email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, before our guest joins us, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about a great music project I recently encountered. It's called Jail Guitar Doors. It's named after the 1978 Clash song about the imprisonment of the MC5 guitarist Wayne Kramer for cocaine sales. Almost 30 years later, Kramer partnered with Clash founder Joe Strummer and the singer-songwriter activist Billy Bragg, and they launched Jail Guitar Doors in the U.K. to provide musical in- instruments and musical teaching to inmates in prison. Two years later... Kramer and Bragg started Jail Guitar Doors here in the United States. Now, why music, you ask? Well, years and years of research and evidence have shown that music can give voice to deep, complex feeling in a non-confrontational way, while it enables people to look inside themselves with honesty and pride. In other words, it heals and it rehabilitates. So Jail Guitar Doors helps prisoners believe that they can have a positive future and contribute to society. And as a result, more of them do when they're released. Elton John once said, music has healing power. It has the ability to take people out of themselves for a few hours. Jail Guitar Doors does that every day inside prisons throughout California, healing lives. So I really, really want you to check them out. They're at jailguitardoors.org. They, they were in a prison this, this past weekend. They're going to be in prisons teaching music, singing, distributing music instruments, and they are people who are, who are making a difference in lives who 
that need making a difference. Okay, we're going to have to take a break right now to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, Las Cafeteras. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Well, we have a surprise caller on the line. Actually, she's not that much of a surprise, but she's a wonderful musician. Aubrey, hi. Hi. How's it going, Patrick? It's going well. And uh, I want to tell everybody this is Aubrey Logan, who is a jazz singer, a trombone player, a comedian, a wonderful uh, <laughs> uh, show woman, <laughs> and Thank a weightlifter. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, you know all the things. Yeah, I know all this stuff. You, you've got You've got a show coming up, don't you? I do. I have a show on Thursday in Studio City uh, in L.A. at 8 o'clock. It's at the E-Spot Lounge, which is upstairs at Vitello's, and it's all ages this time. It's all ages. Okay, so you bring the family. Yeah. Well, because all, all your shows are family-friendly anyway, aren't they? They sure are. They sure are, but sometimes I play venues that are that are 21 and over, but this one's not. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> nuts. Well, you, you've been on tour, too, haven't you? Where all have you been? I have. I was on tour with a group called Postmodern Jukebox. Um, what they do, they're kind of a viral, they are a viral band, video on YouTube. They have videos on YouTube. They make new songs sound kind of old. And so um, one of the videos I did with them went pretty viral. It's called Bad Blood. We did a cover of a Taylor Swift song in a swing type of way. But they go on a world tour, and they bring guest singers along. So I just got back from... Uh, several dates on the east coast with them and i'm happy to be home and um so yeah that that was a blast for me well we're happy you're home too and i want to make sure everybody knows about your upcoming show so tell us about it once more well my upcoming show is at the e-spot lounge in studio city which is upstairs at vitello's restaurant um tickets can be booked um online by going to vitellosjazz.com or by calling them at 818-769-0905, and uh, tickets are selling out quickly, so um, jump on it, and uh, there's not a bad seat in the house. No, there's not. I've actually been there, and uh, it's a wonderful venue, and and you you make it fun. I mean, you have so much fun on stage. And everybody in the uh, the audience is laughing and singing all the time, so I yeah. really recommend <laughs> it, and I'm going to do my best to be thank there. You. So thanks so thanks much for it. calling in. That was really nice of, of you. All right. Thanks, we have Patrick. to take a – Oh, anytime. We have <laughs> to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Las Cafeteras. So don't go away. I'm going to give you just a little bit more of their music here this is Las Cafeterias, El Chichambe.
El Chitumbre by Las Cafeteras. Now, before we, we talk to about Las Cafeteras, I want to just introduce them a little bit. Las Cafeteras literally means, in English, the female coffees. But in case you haven't heard of them, Las Cafeteras is a band, not a feminist coffee shop. They are seven men and women who have more fun on stage than any other band. They, and they're also deeply involved in their community. Uh, this is a Los Angeles-based music group. They bring a combination of tuneful joy and politically focused messages. That makes their high-energy American Latin music the perfect ambassador for the East L.A. sound, sometimes known as East Los. They fuse traditional African-American music with modern rhythms and storytelling, and they deliver an inspiration for community involvement and justice. And they do it in a way that makes everybody get up off their feet and dance. Well, they're coming back to L.A. from a national tour, and we want to welcome Las Capateras singer and musician Hector Flores. We want to welcome him back home and back to Music Friday Live. Hector, welcome back, and thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, it's good to be here, my brother from another mother, man. It's good to be here, man. It's good to be home. Wow, wow. that's high praise. Uh, thank you. All right. <laughs> well, let's get to the important thing first. You're going to be at the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles December 12th for your homecoming show. That's a really big deal. Congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. It's a long time coming. It's a long time coming, you know? We've been now, doing. We've been gonna, filling out these little shows, you know. So it's great to have enough space and a venue where we can make it happen. Well, with with, with seven people on stage, you need to have a, a venue with. Uh, you can make something happen. Now, yeah, uh, man. I I have to, I've got emails coming in, and so rather than than read them all because uh, they all have the same question. <laughs> Since this is a homecoming show. I'm a Leo. <laughs> no, no, that's not the question. That's not the question. The question is, since this is a homecoming show, will there be a homecoming queen? Oh, you know what? We were talking about that. Like, we were thinking about dressing up sort of like a retro uh, and thinking about costumes. And, hey, that would be a wonderful, wonderful idea. Like, having a homecoming king and a queen would be beautiful. I love that idea. I love that idea. All right. You know well, what? We're going you... to talk about that. We got enough okay. time to think about it. Yeah, I love it. Maybe you, maybe you could all draw straws in the band and see and see who gets to be homecoming queen. Yeah, or you know, or we could do some sort of contest or something. That oh. would be great. Wow. Or people come dressed up, or people who've done like amazing work in the community, they could be yeah. identified as homecoming king or queen. That yeah, actually, that all gives right. me a lot of ideas to think about, man. Okay, well, great. well, I nominate Irene Diaz for homecoming queen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Irene would be great. Oh, I love her. <laughs> I, mean, I, remember I, saw, I, I remember I saw Irene Diaz playing, like, in a, many, many moons ago. She was playing on Colorado Boulevard in this little steak shop with, like, mm-hmm. a handful of folks there. It was the first time I seen her play. She invited me to the show because, we, you know, we were acquaintances at the time. And I saw her sing and then, you know, be on the guitar, and it was amazing. And then she yep. puts down the guitar and then gets on the piano, and I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was watching. I I couldn't believe that this woman was not on tour, traveling the world. You well, know? actually, it was amazing. She, she, so. she just got back from her own tour too. <laughs> I know. And this was this was like maybe five five years ago. This was like five years ago when yeah. I first uh-huh. saw her. And now, like, it's like I'm glad she's getting the love, and people are hearing her stories and her voice and her music, and it's incredible. Yeah, she just got back from the Bay, I think. Yes, she you did. Know? Well, maybe you should I'm have her open yeah. for you. 
Oh, I like that. Patrick instigator. I love it. Oh, love yeah, it. you're right. Uh, <laughs> I'm a community activist, I too. It. I just do it differently. Uh, now, oh, you've, been, you've been busy since you were on Music Friday Live back in July. In fact, you've been really busy all year. Can you? What have been some of the highlights of this past year for you? I would say this time, you know, we were invited to the Montreal Jazz Festival. Uh, so we were able to go out to Canada and uh, and play in Montreal, and we didn't know the feedback or the sort of energy we would receive there. You know, like coming from you know coming from LA and doing this style of Afro Mexican music, you know, mixed with all kinds of genres, and we had one of the greatest shows ever. You know, we had like ten thousand folks there. Everybody wow. like, but and I didn't know how diverse Montreal was. I'd never been, so you had like. Oh yeah. You had, like, West Africans, and you had Southeast Asians, and then you had, like, you know, uh, like, Canadian folks and French folks, and everything there is in French. There's no English. There's no Spanish. Everything there was in French. Uh, but the diversity of, of people in Montreal was, like, really struck me, and uh, and everybody got down. Everybody <laughs> loved the music. And, you know, and I don't I'm, – I'm pretty sure everybody didn't know what we were saying – but they felt what we were doing, and it was an amazing show in Montreal, man. Like we we killed it, you know. And well, speaking, so that was definitely like one of the highlights, you know. Well, speaking of diversity, um, we've had a number of American um, Latin music artists on the air who've been energized by the issue of immigration reform, which is, of course, now white hot in the Republican primaries. Uh, Elston Torres, yeah. who you may know as uh, Fulana de Tal. Uh, he released a song and a video um, that had some interesting things to say about that. Many others. Has that issue affected you or your music or your fans? I think you know what it, for us, immigration is in, is less of a political topic and more of a um, a family a family issue. You know, a lot of the members of the bands we uh, we have you know we're first generation kids, meaning our, our parents were born. You know, in Mexico, um, or or like uh, some of us are second generation, or third generation. So, it's it's an issue that's very real uh, for us as a group. So we when we write songs and they, and they're about us and they're about growing up and they're about our families and and they're going to include like migrating and 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 what that feels like as a kid, as a parent, and. We don't necessarily write a song to be political. We just write a song about my mom or about the experience, and and that's sort of what comes out. And so, you know, our music has been, you know, part of this movement for migrant rights, um, not because we wanted to, um, but because it, it just so happens to be that right now I think a lot of stories and it's a very tense time and immigration is a really hot topic. But we'd be singing that that kind of stuff even if it wasn't a hot topic, you know. Um, well, I suspect- but it just so happens right now, you know. I suspect you may be in, in more demand uh, over the ne- uh, the next uh, the, the coming year. Well, I want to ask you, um, regardless of the issues, uh, your music really manages to inspire people's heads and their feet, uh, and, and part of that, <laughs> all right, is, is that you fuse uh, sanzuroko and rock and African beats into what is, I guess, you call the East Los sound. Um, I know what's, what it is, but why don't you explain to our, our listeners across the country what it is you're doing, what um, the music from Veracruz is like, and what the East Los sound is. Yeah, so, I, you know, the, we were, 
a lot of the, the the crux of our music comes from Son Jarocho, and Son Jarocho is a is a is a culture, a style, a people, a way of living from Southern Veracruz, and they have this music that's called Son Jarocho. Um, and Son is a genre, and then Jarocho is the people of Southern Veracruz, and it's a mix of African, Indigenous, Arabic, Spanish beats, rhythms, and rhymes. And so it's a music that came from from a mix of people. It came from slavery. It came from Africa and and you know indigenous to the Americas, and so we we learned how to play that music as students here in Los Angeles. You know, we had a wonderful teacher uh, who who just wanted to teach folks how to play the style because it was so communal and so beautiful. And then we started then writing our own songs because what Son Jarocho when we would sing these traditional songs from Veracruz, it was about living and growing and experiencing life in Southern Mexico and and, and in Southern Veracruz. And we felt that it was important also to share about the life that we were living in Los Angeles as migrant kids, as working class families, uh, as people like living in multiple cultures. Um, and so Son Jarocho was the teacher for us and teaching us to tell our stories. And, and we grew up in LA. So I grew up, you know, a lot of us grew up listening to like oldies, Marvin Gaye, Al Green. We listened to like punk rock music and ska. And then we love like the cumbias and sonora Dinamita, like growing up in LA, man, we, we, we experienced so much. So of course our music is going to include all that, you know? So, you know, we kind of, we, we kind of left the tradition and formed a new, uh, a new style um, that, that I think, a lot, I think like when we talk about the music, the, the, the American sound, I think that is changing. I oh, think yeah. the new American yeah. sound is changing, you know, like, in Los Angeles, Latinos now make up a majority of folks. People right. of color are now the majority in Los right. Angeles. So the new L.A. sound or the L.A. sound or the American sound is shifting and changing so much. And I think we, I, I, I call we're it, part um, of that, you know? I call it American Latin music, and uh, it's coming out of East L.A. I think it actually really kicked off with uh, Los Lobos and Ozamotli. Yeah. But even... Even way before Get them, that, back at the that 50s. was part of that, you know. Right. There's a whole, yes. there's a whole like, there's a whole legacy right. of people who came, you know, who are doing this kind of work before us, and now yeah. there's a, a a great surge of music coming out. Like La Santa Cecilia just yep. won a Grammy. Uh, uh-huh. Chicano Batman, they just played Coachella tour with Jack on the White show? And Alabama right. Shakes. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who, who uh, both uh, La Santa Cecilia has been on the, sh- the show. Chicano Batman is going to be on the show. Yeah. I just love that. I want to I want to play a you little know? bit of, uh, for our um, our listeners. So here is Mujer Soy. All right. Now, for our listeners who don't speak Spanish, uh, that's a uh, well. Maybe you should tell us, uh, really briefly, what is the theme there? What what she's singing about? So, Mujer Soy is is a song that was written by by Denise Carlos, 
And it's about, she was a therapist for many years. She got her degree in Casa went to Loyola in Chicago, became a therapist. And her experience is working with survivors of domestic violence, people who had to deal with physical and sexual abuse on, on a daily experience and helping them come out of it. Um, she really understood the resiliency of women and wanted to write a song that paid homage to the strength and power of women in, in good times and in bad times, whether you're in a, working in a sweatshop or whether you work in a kitchen or whether you're working for your kids, like you're a working woman and I, I see you and I want to, and I want to honor you. And that's what the song well, is about. This is not the old stereotype of a macho uh, Latino culture. Um, is the East Coast <laughs> culture different? Is there a new generation of young Latinas who demand equality and a new generation of uh, young Latinos who are fine with that? Or has the stereotype been wrong all along? Yeah, the stereotype has been wrong all along. But at the same time, we've also had a fight with ourselves. I think there is a, I think there is a new day around, like, uh, there the culture in East Los Angeles is really about fighting for autonomy, fighting for space uh, to create and be innovative and create a new culture. Um, uh, we're eating like there's a, an all-female bike collective called the Ovarian Cycles, and they're all about like promoting health and women <laughs> empowerment on, on and riding bikes and being safe and fighting patriarchy on a bike. And there's people who are eating healthier. There's a whole like vegetarian, vegan uh, culture that exists now that didn't really exist so much within Mexican communities. Um, but because I think Latinos oh, now are the high, you know, are dying from diabetes and high cholesterol, we had to look at ourselves and say, what are we feeding ourselves? And I think the music, the culture, um, we're like, there's a whole queer liberation movement where we believe that, you know, queer folks, transgender folks, gender nonconforming peoples have the same rights as anybody oh. else. You know, so, we all bleed, we all love, we all cry. Let's let's build together. Well, for so us, this is a different we, culture. We are starting. Yeah, we're starting yeah, it's a new day, We're man. getting some email it's a new day. here, and I I really want to to give you an opportunity to respond to some of these people. Um, this is from Raphael in Seattle, and Raphael says we need Los Kaf up here. Any plans next year for a Seattle concert? You know, we've been we went to Seattle. We've been to Seattle a couple of times. Went to the Nectar Lounge. Uh, we played there, and we, we do want to go back to Seattle. We do a lot of workshops and a lot of trainings. When we're not performing, we do a lot of uh, storytelling, poetry, and anti-racism trainings in universities and nonprofits. And uh, we just came back from Seattle maybe about half a year ago. We definitely want to go back to Washington. We love Washington. I love Washington. Uh, well, so, so Raphael should sign so up we for want your to mailing back. list? Yes. Does that help? Just make sure we're... We're on all social media. We're we uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Sign up on our, our newsletter on lascafedetas dot com, and we'll definitely be in touch with folks. Okay, Raphael, that's what you need to do. Sign up for that that newsletter. Now, Regent in Hollywood says Las Cafeteras, as I understand, is more of a family of families than it is a band. Could you really could you explain how you're organized? Yeah, well, my. You know, we, we weren't a band. We never meant to be a band. We were students of a music, uh, of Son Jarocho. So when we started, like, I, I said, my brother, I, you know, my brother was part of the band. My aunt was part of the band. A bunch of friends, college friends. So all of us have known each other for more than, like, you know, for more than 10 years, 15 years. My brother's in the group, and my brother and his partner, found, you know, they're in the group. Like, Leah is, is with my brother. Uh, they're partners. And we've been... You know, we've been going to each other's birthday parties, uh, quinceaneras, like 
funerals, uh, and we've been so close as a group for a long time that it, and, and we've just sort of, sort of formed and created together. It never felt like we were creating a band. We, we always felt like we were creating family and creating music as a family, you know? Well, I guess that's what Regent is talking about. Uh, we have one yeah. more here I, I want to get to, and then I want to play some, some more music. And incidentally, I just remind everybody, we are talking with Hector Flores of Las Cafeteras. You can talk with him, too. You can call in, 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting there at work with your headphones on and you can't call, you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Nina in Miami wants to know... Why don't you come down here, which I guess means Miami, and add some Cuban <laughs> beats to your music? We'll have oh, a lot man. of fun and we can all dance. I, I, we love, we've been down to Miami one time, and we had a uh, great time. We opened up for Juanes uh, in Miami, and it was an incredible time, incredible show. And we didn't know how folks, because there's a lot of like Cuban folks, Dominicans, yep. Puerto Ricans down there, and we were unsure how folks were really going to take our style, man, and it was just, it was love. It was all love. Because we're big fans of Cuban music, merengue, uh, you know, bachata. Uh, I went to Cuba in 2004 and just fell in love with the music scene over there. And um, and that's, that, hey, I'm down. Whoever okay. says that question, we're down. <laughs> you know, we're if you can dance to down. it, everybody likes it. <laughs> all right. All that's right. right. That's right. Uh, and I'm not not a bit surprised uh, at that. Well, um, this is one of your songs, and it's one that I, I really, speaking of dancing, uh, this is La Bamba Rebelde, uh, and it was chosen as a theme song on a Telemundo novella. It's, I find it fascinating. Let's uh, listen to You know, it's a good thing I have a long, flexible cord on my headphones because I'm up and dancing around the studio here. Uh, (laughs) Now, that's great dance music, but inside the dance beat, there's a message, and you say, I don't believe in borders, I will cross borders. What borders are you talking about, and why is this a rebel song? You know, know, when we think about North America, when we think about you know, the United States or this land up here, 500 nations lived here. You know, this is indigenous land before anything else. And people were able to, there wasn't lines restricting people. People respected space where they traded with one another. They traveled through land, you know, and we feel we want, we're talking about physical borders, the borders that our parents had across in order to find a better life. And we're here now, you know, but also not just those, we're talking about all the borders that divide people. You know, it's, it's much beyond just geographic borders or the borders that Donald Trump's trying to put up. It's really about the borders that, that, one, keep us from feeling free. It's the borders that keep us from, like, connecting with family. It's the borders that, that, that divide us because of skin color. It's the borders that divide us for many different reasons. And for us, like, these borders, the, the, these borders keep us from connecting as, as human beings and as one another. And those are the borders we're talking about. Anything that's keeping people away you know, from feeling free and from feeling connected, 
and to a higher sense of self and connected to humanity are the things that we want to erase, you know? And so, um, you know, any, and we all have borders. We all have borders in, in ourselves and in the, in the communities we work with. And those are borders that we say we don't believe in and we want to cross them. We want to cross them. And every day we should be crossing borders to different, you know, parts of ourselves and different parts of our, uh, of our humanity, you know? Well, your your music helps do that. Uh, when we get together, when I go to a club like Los Globos, for instance, um, and can can dance, and Gabby Moreno is on stage, and there are people waving yeah. Guatemalan flags, and we're all having a great time. And because we're yeah. all having a great time, and because we all are united in the music, all those borders disappear, and, and we, all, yeah, we right? all understand that we're all fun. I got we got time just for one more, uh, and this is. Um, well, this is my favorite song from the album. To me, it's the essence of American uh, Latin music and the cultural essence. In it too. This time. Your history books got it all wrong, so I come to you with a song. In 1810, black and brown fighting together on the day I'm always. Black, white, and brown bleeding together on a day I'll always remember. Because really, it hasn't been that long, so just in case Cat Williams had to guess it. That's an incredible piece of music, an incredible piece of piece of history. We're just about out of time, and I just want to give our audience a, a little taste of that really powerful stuff, and it tells us about history through other people's eyes. Well, way to see history through other people's eyes, actually, I think, is going to be the El Rey Theater. Want to tell us about that once again? Yeah, we have our L.A. homecoming show. We haven't played in L.A. in over a year, and so after touring the country, I have to do in a bunch of a bunch of production and, and, and TV work. We finally come back home to L.A. We have a show at the El Rey Theater, December 12th, Dia de la Virgen. Uh, it's going to be an amazing show. Um, we're going to have – we haven't announced it yet, but we can announce it here uh, before anywhere else. So we're going to have uh, Mariachi Manchester, uh, who's going to open up for us, and uh, making, uh, making movies from Kansas City, Panamadian Brothers – uh, and the Chicano creating incredible music. Their their albums produced by Los Lobos, um, and so they're going to be opening up for us. And uh, it's going to be an incredible show with dancers, modern dance, hip hop, uh, wow. folk. It's going to be an. Exp- it's not going to be a show. It's going to be an experience, and we hope folks can oh. come out and, and, and well, really, I will really share the night with us. I, I will be there, and I urge everybody to get their tickets in advance because this is going to sell out. And, and the El Rey yes. is a big theater. There's probably a thousand people going to be there, but uh, get your tickets in advance. That's December twelfth. Okay. Well, Hector, I we, we are out of time. We've been having too much fun. Uh, we're going to have to do this uh, again. But welcome home. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Bye bye now. Bye yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, Jill Jack, don't go away. You are not going to want to miss this, and I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Luna Lovers for you while we take a quick break.
That was uh, Luna Lovers, uh, the Las Capoteras. Uh, you should check out their their music. A lot of their music is actually free, so ch- so check them out. Well, I want to say that when I first saw Jill Jack in Hollywood about a year and a half ago at the at a club called Genghis Cohen, she just electrified the place. I mean, this woman has one of a kind, high energy. It's woman centered, heart aching country rock. And I immediately invited her to be on the show, and thankfully she accepted, and she was a great guest. Well, she's back on tour, and she's coming back to L.A., so, of course, I had to have her back on Music Friday Live. Now, for those of you who may have missed the interview in May of 2014, Jill Jack is amazing, awesome, fabulous, and any other adjective you want to come up with for a talent that puts on a show that just blows the audience away with musical fireworks. And she's beautiful, has the stage presence of a movie star, and is a really nice person, as well as being a strong woman who is deeply involved in improving her community and the world. So there's not really much more I can say except, Jill Jack, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me again. It's great to be back, sitting in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) in the sun right Uh, now Jill you're back on the west coast you're going to be in San Diego tonight and in Los Angeles tomorrow so tell us about the shows when where and what can we expect to see San Diego I'm going to be playing at a place called Java Joe's and um, I'm opening for Chris Trapper and really excited about that show that's going to be just acoustic solo and then um, that's tonight Friday the 13th my favorite number and then Saturday, we will be at Molly Malone's full band. Um, really excited to be there. I have so many people that are coming, and it's just going to be electrifying. We rehearsed. I have my California band here, and um, it's just great to hang with the guys and rehearse with them. And, yeah, it's going to be um, pretty exciting. I, I'm very, very happy. Well, I will be at the uh, the Molly Malone show, and I just want to let our audience know, for those of you in San Diego, Java Joe's, of course, is legendary. It's a great place, and that's going to be a wonderful show, and you need to get your tickets now, all right, because the show's yeah. tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right? If you haven't already, don't count on standing in line and getting them. Now, for those of you who um, live in Los Angeles, Molly Malone's is on Fairfax Boulevard, just north of LACMA, and it's a musician's paradise. The bar and all that noise is actually in another room, so there's, and there's a lot of space for dancing. So if you're in L.A. and you like to dance, Molly Malone's is the place to be tomorrow night. Go onto their website, get your tickets in advance. People start pouring into Molly Malone's around 9 o'clock, so don't think you're going to stand in line out there and get a ticket. You need to get your ticket now. So it's been over a year since we talked, and in that time, you've been busy you got community activities, <laughs> raising money to return to Haiti. You've been doing performances. And you premiered a new video called Live Like There's No Tomorrow and a new album of lullabies, Moon Be Nine. I'm just sort of overwhelmed by the sheer number of fabulous songs you've recorded. Um, <laughs> where do you get the time for all of this? I'm not really sure. When you told me that, I literally broke out in a sweat. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I just, uh, my mother-in-law put it really, really uh, brilliantly. She said, you know, you actually have more ideas, creative ideas, than you have time. But um, I try to get as much done as I can because I do have a lot of ideas. I do feel like, you know, you only live once, and I just love music and creating. And so, um 
these things pop up and you know, if you dream it, you can do it. And the problem is I dream a lot. So I do a lot. That's just how it works. <laughs> it's fine. You, 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 know? you can't dream a lot because that would mean you'd be asleep a lot and you can't be asleep a lot and get all this stuff done. It's called, it's called daydreaming, Patrick. I daydream oh, like okay. a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say it is. Well, uh, speaking of dreaming, when uh, let's, I, I want to play some of those lullabies. Uh, this is, oh, okay. uh, uh, I couldn't resist this song. It was part of my childhood. It was part of my daughter's childhood, and you do it so beautifully. So this is all the Hushabye, don't you cry. Go to sleep, my little baby. When you wake, you shall have. Now, the origin of that song, of course, is lost in history. Some people say it was originally from Africa, brought here by slaves. Some say it originated in England or Scotland. The lyrics that you sing and many others of song were actually written by uh, Dorothy Scarborough in 1925. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of history at the song, which is why it resonates, I think, so deeply with just about everybody. And you, you sing it with really an extraordinary touch. But I wanted to ask Well, I, I did look at it in the history of it. I, I wanted to know where it came from. You know, I really did. And so it's funny that you mentioned it because a lot of people just don't know. You know, so go yeah. ahead, sorry. <laughs> and, and the fact that we're not completely sure about that. But I wanted to ask you, l- lullabies are not known as great commercial successes. So why did a blues <laughs> and country rock singer decide to record an album of lullabies? It was strictly on a personal level. Um, I introduced my brother to a really good friend of mine, and they got married. And um, they had a beautiful baby boy, and I um, am the godmother. And I was just for him and them, I was going to do, you know, just a personal gift and record some songs. And then I happened to mention it a couple of times on stage, and people were like, well, I'd buy it, well, I'd buy it, well, I'd buy it. And I thought, you know what, it's a beautiful tribute to him in the sense, and then make a lot of other babies really happy. And not just babies. I mean, I personally think it's even better for adults. We work so hard. We move so fast. This CD will actually chill you out, you know, especially in traffic. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, of course, we have so none out here I, uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to share it. And like you said, there's a lot of beautiful songs that I tried to pull out from people's childhood that, you know, it would bring the, the child back to you, within you, you know, the child within all of us. And um, it actually has been selling really well. And people buy like seven of them at a time. It's like, okay, great. That's great. <laughs> so it works. Wow. And it was okay. fun to make, well, too. So relaxing wanna... to make. I want to play another song from the uh, the Moon Be Thine album, and this is a song that, to me, really is you. This is Ben Harper's 203 song, With My Own Hand. Make it a better place With my own two hands Make it a kinder place With my own two hands With my own with my own two hands 
can make peace on earth With my own two hands I can clean up the earth Now, I, I, I said that, to me, this song is so you. And I said that because I know that changing the world is part of you and your service to the community. What other than music are you building with your own two hands? Well, you know, I think, at least for me, um, we're put on this planet, and, and it's important to make it a better place than, you know, when you got here. And um, I have a calling, kind of a nurturing vibe in me all the time, and I feel like I have to use it. And that's what brought me to Haiti this year. I've done a lot of work in Detroit and in Michigan with a lot of non-for-profits, but there was also just this urge to go to Haiti. I knew some people that had gone, and they blessed me with the ability to go last year. And um, it is life-changing, and giving is so much better than receiving it just is it's it makes you free and and you're doing good and it just is only a character builder so every it's a win-win and um so this is what i continue to do and i try to do this as much as possible being a musician you know you work so hard at promoting yourself and talking about yourself and encouraging people to listen to you and this this and it's so much it feels so much selfish that it's if you balance it by giving, you can live a normal life. <laughs> but if you live too much in your own little circle, in your own little world about, you know, creating who you are type thing, it's not going to end pretty. So I think the more you give, the better person you become. And um, I'm going to continue to do that, you know, as long as I can. Well, you, obviously you're, you, you have become a, a wonderful person. We're talking with that wonderful person, Jill Jack, and you can talk with her too. You can call us at 347-215-7511, or you can email us, like many of you are, at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. So let's, let's go to some of these emails here. The one, the one that's been staring me in the face here is, this is from Martha, and she's in Los Angeles, and Martha says, I can't believe I am hearing Hushabye on the radio. I thought lullabies were a lost art. Does Jill sing them to children in her life? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I find that, you know, music and your voice is extremely calming to a child. And I think we can forget about that sometimes. Um, I've, I've, It's weird. Sometimes my husband's like, oh, boy. But if I see a little child, like, crying in a mall or, at the, you know, the grocery store, I'll just kind of start humming. And they do calm down. I mean, it, and I think it's important. It, you hate to have to think it's a lost art. Um, so I'm with you, Martha. Let's, let's make this happen. We'll keep – if everybody does, it would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, this gives us an opportunity for you to tell people where they can get a copy of those lullabies. You can um, get them off iTunes, or you can definitely just go to my website, jilljack.com, and um, you can order them straight from there. But they're all over. You can download them on any, you know, Internet um, download. Um, But if you want to get the full album, which I'd highly recommend because it is a beautiful photo of my godson. So um, that that would be a plus. I think you need that. (laughs) And and your godson is is growing up uh, hearing uh, those lullabies? 
He is, and um, it was so strange. He lives in D.C., and my brother and, and they came to visit, and we babysat, and I was so nervous. And um, <laughs> to put him to sleep, I started, we put the album on, and I was like, because they said he listens to it. That's what he does. He goes in his nursery, and he hits the CD player, and then he knows it's time for bed. So I watched him. It was out of body experience. I watched him falling asleep to the lullaby CD. He waited to the very last song, the very last note, and then he closed his eyes. And um, the next day, I grabbed my guitar and started playing You Are My Sunshine, and he just stared at me. And my brother just sent me a picture last week of him playing guitar, like this little guitar. So I think I've, I think I've gotten him. Good. Oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) Not only a fan in the making, but a musician in the making. (laughs) One and a half playing his guitar. There you go. (laughs) One and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. Maisie, also in Los Angeles, says, um, "I will be at Molly Malone's. Will you be there selling and signing your CDs?" Absolutely, and I can't wait to meet you. So definitely come up and tell me that you sent the email, and I'll be more than happy to sign your CDs for you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Brian in Detroit. Brian says, you are Detroit's champion. Please don't get trapped by the California sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him it's going to be hard. Brian, it's, I, I promise I'll come back. But um, I, I have to say, we were in Carmel yesterday, and that was pretty fine. And I'm sitting out in the sun right now, and I know what I'm coming back to, but at least I've got good memories. And I'll, <laughs> I'll go back and forth. I'll go back and forth. How is that? <laughs> well, well, possibly I, I have a solution for you, or Cervantes in Tampa has a solution for you. And, and the, the solution is, why don't you come down here to Tampa, Florida, in the wintertime, and then go back to Detroit after the rains go away? Okay. Just tell me when I'll be there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's awful gray like, in Michigan right now. <laughs> sounds like we need to clone you so you could be in several different places at once. But then the clones would argue over who gets the sunshine and who gets the rain. Maybe it wouldn't work so right. well. <laughs> in Michigan, believe it or not, I love my state. I've had plenty of opportunity to move other places, and, and it is a great state to live in, too. So we got to give a shout-out to Detroit for sure. And, uh, yeah, it made me it who is. I am as a human being. So, <laughs> And Detroit is developing quite a little uh, artistic and, and creative uh, community there. So um, people should be aware of the fact that Detroit's back. Um, and yeah, speaking- and you know, as far as the music, it's always been there. And it's and, and as I travel around the world, I've always said, you have no idea. We have, we're a melting pot. There's just so much diversity of music there. And for some reason now, it's just starting to be noticed, and I'm so happy. Um, I'm the biggest cheerleader. There's so many creative artists in, in Detroit and in Michigan. Uh, you'd be floored. And um, I'm glad that it's starting to get its due, you know. Well, speaking of Detroit, uh, let's play a a song that you recorded in Detroit, and this is uh, Look Beyond Your Horizons.
Now, you uh, you recorded this uh, for the uh, Detroit Women's Project. Uh, what is the Detroit Women's Project, and what are the horizons that you're singing about there? <laughs> well, um, I was asked by Keith Famey, who's a documentary uh, producer and director, and he was doing a, a film on Embrace of Aging for Women. And he asked me, you know, he, he used a lot of my material, but in, I, I've done four or five documentaries with him musically. And so I was in the shower one day, and I just heard this beat in my head and, and this melody line. And so I literally jumped out of the shower and ran myself in a towel and emailed him and said, hey, did you finish that film yet? And he said, no, we've got about, not yet, why? And I said, i got a song for you. And I gave him four lines, the only four lines I had. He didn't know that. And he said, I love it. And I said, he said, when can I have it? I said, when's the last minute you need it? And he said, two weeks. I said, okay. So I literally put 10 of the most uh, influential singer-songwriters in Michigan, um, vocalists, and asked them all if they would be in this project with me. And it's basically about life change and what your horizons, you know, don't limit yourself with the thoughts of what you had planned 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even five years ago, but realize there can be so much more uh, than you've even expected of yourself. And um, the women really related to it and we kicked butt and it all came together and TV got behind it, radio got behind it. So uh, it, it even debuted. Um, I got to go to the Broadway um, premiere of it and it was incredible. It was right after I was wow. in LA. I had to take the red eye to New York last year in May and um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was an exceptional thing. It's like one of those things where you you dream it and everything fell into place. And you're like, whoa, I can't believe that just happened because I just wrote this in the shower three weeks ago. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, and, yep. and it was last it was last year uh, in May 2014. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it was last so year, was it last year? Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. God, that must have been. Within uh, within a few days of when you were on Music Friday Live, because you were on Music Friday Live, May 2014. Uh, yeah, I just had gotten back um, from New York when I was talking to you on the phone, I believe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. All right. Um, we've got some more emails here. I mean, you, boy, a lot of people uh, really want to talk to you. This is uh, uh, Tilson in San Diego, and Tilson says, please tell us again about the San Diego show. Okay. okay, it's going to be at Java Joe's tonight. I go on between 8 and 9, I believe, I'm performing. So I have a one-hour set. It's acoustic solo, and I'd love to see you there. Um, and definitely I'll have my merchandise there as well, so hopefully you can buy a CD and I'll sign it for you and get to meet you all. Okay, you you got that, and maybe and uh, you should be there. Simon in and if, New York if they City go to my to... site, too, they'll see the address. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, that's, uh, that's very important. That's Jill Jack Music. Dot com. Go to the site and all the information's there. And of course, for those of you who live in San Diego, you know that Java Joe's is a legendary place. Uh, right. Simon in New York City says, "Do you have different bands in different cities?" I heard you mention your LA band. Do you have a band in New York? He's in New York. I do not have. I do not have a band in New York yet. I never say never. So um, normally, when I've been in New York, I've just kind of done an acoustic solo or brought um, brought a bandmate or two. Um, because it's not as far, and we can actually drive. Uh, 
but um, if you are a musician and you're putting your hand up, you just go ahead and email me at jill at jilljack.com and we'll talk because I'm totally open to it. I think it's important, too, because you get very comfortable. My guys are amazing in, in Detroit. I have the best musicians in Detroit who have been with me for a very long time. But it is really cool to uh, – you learn a lot about yourself when you have to go out there and kind of beat people for the first time. But music is so universal that it's amazing you can shake a hand and introduce yourself, play a song, and you have bonded with a person. So it's like making family all over the country, and it, and I love doing it. It's really, really, really fun for me. Does, does your Detroit band ever get jealous that they don't get to go to the sunshine in L.A. with you? Yes, I'll just say that, yes. <laughs> <Okay. All right. laughs> I played with them the night before I left. It, it was cold and dreary and raining, and I didn't rub it in. I was just like, <laughs> see you guys in a couple weeks, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. With a tan, uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aurora in Lexington uh, says, uh, Jill Jacks proves that country music isn't just Nashville anymore. <laughs> Have you played in Nashville? Oh, yes. We played in Nashville a lot. I've been at the Bluebird Cafe about three or four times. Um, we played all over there, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, I, you know, I, I don't really understand the, the country total country i don't feel i'm total country i'm a little mixed and melting pot of it so um when people say country i kind of like you know hesitate for a minute but um only because i don't know what definition that means it's very hard when you kind of get put into genres and that was uh from the beginning with me it's always been a problem because people say you know what's your music and I really have so much influence that, um, you know, some people will hear. I think if you like country, you hear country in my music. If you like folk, you'll hear folk. If you like rock, you'll hear rock. So I just try to be as universal as possible. But, you know, I, I don't usually watch the CMAs, and I watched them, and that new guy, whoever he is, I don't remember his name, but he blew me away, and I'm like, wow, now that's real real country in your face music and I loved it so somebody helped me with that I don't remember his name but he was great and then he did a duet with Justin Timberlake after that and it blew my mind I was like that's music yes so yeah I love it <laughs> okay well maybe you should uh you're creating a, a new genre of music called fabulous um <laughs> thank you Lester Lester in San Francisco says she's mentioned uh documentaries uh, are you also a documentary filmmaker or an actress um, well, I have done acting, and I was god-awful. Uh, someone approached me about being in their movies, and um, they were very kind, but I don't think I did very good. I didn't really understand the process of acting because uh, I thought acting was acting, but it's not really. It's, it's it's about, you know, taking a situation and just kind of being yourself in that situation. So now if anybody wants to have me in another movie, I get it now. Um, and as far as being a documentary, I have not done documentaries myself. Um, I do a lot of soundtracks for them and I really enjoy that part of it I think someday because when you write music at least for me I see scenes in my head and I could see how you know I could do a documentary on something that um you know I'm passionate about which is quite a few things at this point but uh you know that'll be like a little ways down the road how's that in your waking hours now uh, you sent me a lovely booklet of the original annotated, crossed out, and rewritten lyrics to the Sunflower album, including uh, the song Sunflower Girl, which we were going to play. 
uh, I listen to the cre- I listen to it with I with your creative process sitting in front of me. So I want to play a little <laughs> bit of this, and in the in the two minutes or so we have left in the show, maybe talk about a little bit about that process. This is Sunflower Girl from the album. I just want to make sure everybody got a chance to to hear that. That's from your Sunflower album. Unfortunately, we are out of time. And uh, all I can say is, I know, I know. Uh, All right. Thank you so much for taking a break uh, uh, while you sit in the sunshine there. And, uh, and talking with us, and uh, I want everybody to know to in some in San Diego, see you tonight. You're going to be at Java Joe's tomorrow night here in Los Angeles. You're going to be at Molly Malone's. Jill Jack, thank you so much for taking the time to come back to Music Friday Live. Thank you for having me, and look forward to seeing everybody. Take care. You too. And uh, let me just say that uh, you make magic when you make music. Uh, that's Jill Jack. Check out her music and her new video at jilljackmusic.com. Get her music at CD Baby, iTunes, all over the place. And again, if you're in Southern California tonight, you have uh, two choices to go to. Molly Malone's in L.A. and Java Joe's in San Diego. And pay ticker attention, attention to the... Hushabai album, the album of lullabies. You don't see too many of those, and this is a magic album, so download that. Well, this is um, Music Friday Live. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. We're going to go a little more hard rock with Monkey Junk and The Strands, two great hard rock bands. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll keep you updated on the guest. That's all for now, but have a great musical weekend, and we are going to leave you with some more of Sunflower.